You are listening to A Taste of Romamu, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Romamu, please visit romamu.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. So last week on Parshat Breshit, in the beginning of the year, we discussed the letter Bet. We talked about that the rabbis have 70 interpretations of that first word, and many of those interpretations of that first word of the Torah, Bereshit, revolve around the duality that is implied in that first letter, which is the letter Bet, the B of the Hebrew alphabet, which has the numerical value of two as if saying the world was created with two. And we discussed love and fear, or as I like to call it, I want to, I have to. <laughs> and in the context of that schmooze last week, in the context of that conversation last week, I mentioned that, that Romamu put together an incredible adult education and continuing education curricula called The Well. And many of you visited the well this week and drew water from it. In fact, 180 people have signed up for those courses over the last two weeks. And I think so powerfully that there is the clarity of the message that there is a relationship between have to and want to. That commitment and love are not antithetical, but actually go together. We would need both of those, or as the Zohar says, we need both wings to fly the wing of love and the wing of fear. And all of our prayers, they say, have those two wings. They have the commitment, the stepping in, and also the desire. Desire and showing up. Two pieces of what a full human life mean. And then over the course of the weekend, I got a chance to go to a wedding. And this beautiful wedding was held up in, in the Catskills. So we were driving up. And I felt it. I felt it, right? The Concord and Grossingers. I felt the whole thing. <laughs> there were billboards on the side of the road that said things that you would have only imagined seeing like in the Ukraine, circa 19, you know, 18th century. It's very religious up in the Catskills. And we went to a particular, um, I guess it's a space. It's a kind of interesting piece of land that's owned by a couple of XOs, or formerly ultra-Orthodox Jews, owned this piece of land. And they named it the Teva, which means the Ark. And this space, of course, on the Shabbat, on which we'll read about an Ark, about a Teva, T-A-Y-V-A-H, Taf Yud Vet Hey, Teva, an Ark. So we were up at the Ark, and it was freezing. And the wedding was outside. There wasn't a lot of space in which to feel that you were kind of taken care of, that you were really safe from the, from the elements. But the love was palpable. And these two people, two by two, right? The two people at the Ark. Their love was so beautiful, so powerful, so tangible. It, it kind of brought me into the week, into the week of Noah, which is tomorrow morning, which is 
tonight, which is coinciding also tonight with the new month of Cheshvan, the month after of the big holidays. It's the quiet holidays. It's the one in the corner that doesn't say a peep. It's the one that doesn't want attention. There are no holidays in this coming month. And so tonight and tomorrow morning, we are celebrating the quiet month of Cheshvan on the weekend when we are celebrating the Ark of Noah. And there's a connection. My, uh, my week after the wedding was full of activity. Because even though, right, even though the high holidays were intense for a lot of people having to dress up and come to synagogue, rabbis who are working the whole time also begin our year the next week after the high holidays end. So we don't really get a cheshvan. We don't get to rest and relax. We actually are thrown into work. And so Tuesday night, I'm sorry, Wednesday night, I was thrown into work, and I'd had a full day of working, and I came home, and I was about to leave, and I came into the bath where, the bathroom where my two boys were in the bath, Baron Tal, and they were in their ark, the two by two, right? The two little guys in their ark. <laughs> Water up to here, you know, I didn't have to save them. They were okay. And, and Bear looked at me, and he said, he said, Abba, where are you going? I said, I have to go to work. He said, Abba, you work all the time. I'm not writing this stuff, by the way. I'm telling you the truth. And Bear says to me, why do you have to work so hard? Is it for money? Five years old. Five. Five years old. I said, well, I'd like to say that I do, you know, that I do, but I have a lot of work. Like, you go to school, you have responsibilities. I also have responsibilities. I have to go. This is what I do. I teach and we pray. He said, Abba, but... What's more important, work or us? <laughs> I, I can't make this stuff up, I promise you. So, so I said work. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I said... I... <laughs> I called to Jessica. I said, Jessica, I'm not coming. That's it. I'm not coming. You can lead it, bossy. You guys have it. But it kind of invited me and invites us in a way to think about the rest and the restive element of this coming month in relation to what was happening in the ark. We don't do anything this month because we're full. We're in a gestative place. We are in a, a kind of holy liminality between all of the seeds that were planted, all of the things that we did, all of the correctives and the corrective measures that we took, all of the deep structural work that we engaged in over the course of the high holidays. And we come in to Cheshvan, into this coming four-week period, and we exhale completely. And I don't mean the exhale where you go, so that you can inhale. I'm talking about the exhale where there's the deep relaxation that comes at the end of it because you're not actually waiting for the inhale. You're actually allowing the body to ple- completely rest. So along comes the Torah and says, after Tishrei, after all of the work that you're doing, you're going to have to rest. And the rest isn't just the rest of I'm exhausted. It isn't just the rest of I better go get some more sleep. 
It isn't the rest of Shavasana at the end of a good yoga class where you say, wow, I worked really hard. It's actually much more vital rest. It's the rest of acceptance. Now hold on for a second. Because Noah, in the story of Noah, Noah is going to enter the ark. That teva, the teva, the ark. And God says to Noah, Asei lecha, tevat atzei gofer. Asei lecha, make for yourself. Can anybody hear in that lech lecha? Or I just said it. <laughs> Noah precurses, he is the precursor, he is presaging next week's reading where we will hear God call to Abraham and say to him, lech lecha, go out on your journey. But before Abraham gets the call from God, Noah gets a directive. Asei lecha. Make yourself an ark. Be an ark. Be an ark, Noah. Be an ark that is housing all of life, gestating it for 40 days and 40 nights. The number 40 in our tradition is always a gestative number, like the 40 weeks of pregnancy, right? Almost 40 weeks. Be in the ark, Noah, in this space of holding. Be the ark, not just make an ark. Be the ark. Make yourself. Make yourself into a safe space to hold what you don't know is going to happen. Because unlike Abraham next week who hears the call and says, go out on a journey, Noah doesn't hear from God where it will begin and end. He just hears God say, make yourself into an ark. You have no idea, Noah, where it's going. You're going to get into a, a cube and you're going to be lifted by waters up and down, surfacing and diving, surfacing and diving, and all the while be the space for life to re-germinate, to recreate itself. Noah's name, Noah means rest. Noah's name means acceptance, comfort. Mark Nepo, the great poet, from some of you are some Hasidim of Mark Nepo, he wrote a book called The Endless Practice. And he has this quote in there, I loved it. He said, to learn to ask for what you need only to practice accepting what you're given. That is your journey on earth. You hear that? To ask for what you need only to accept what you've been given. That is our life's journey. Noah, Noah begins this journey that will take him 40 days and 40 nights. He has no idea where it's going. He has no idea, like that couple last week at the Tevat, the Ark, who have no idea where their life will lead them. They are in the space of radical vulnerability, they are asked to be the ark that will contain your future, that will contain the future, and they have no idea. Noah doesn't know where it's going to end. He has no idea. Say lecha. Be the ark. Be the ark. And then the Torah says something powerful, and I'm going to end with this. Maybe not. I'm running a little bit early. Maybe. <laughs> I know more. I will go more. I don't know. The Torah says that God says to, to Noah, make sure that you tar it on the inside and on the outside with this kofer stuff, this black tar. 
don't know about you, but when I hear the word kofar, kafar, kafar, what do you hear? Anybody hear Yom Kippur? Oh, anybody hear Yom Kippur, kafar, kofar? Kfirah? Kofar? God says to Moses, here's how you make yourself into an ark. And this is good for all of us here, because all of us are arks. We're all arks. You're an ark, I'm an ark. How do you make yourself into an ark? Make sure the inside and the outside are insulated by forgiveness. I got chills. This was past Wednesday night at Roman Moon. Here in the third floor, we did our first ever middle of the week service called the bridge service. It's part of a Wednesday night called the Soul Spa. And then after the service, we had this thing called Kabbalah Cafe. I was so beautiful, you know, wasn't it? And one of the things that Basia said, and I thought it was so beautiful, she said, we have to begin Mariv, we have to begin the evening service with a forgiveness practice. Right? That's the way every evening service begins with that line that the compassionate one will forgive mistakes. We start our evening prayers with forgiveness. And I want to say tonight that the way that we become an ark in this month of no holidays, in this month of Noah, in this month of gestation, in this month of carrying the seeds of the future year into the year, because we haven't even started the year is we have to insulate ourselves with an impermeable layer of forgiveness. Where the waters of chaos, the waters of cynicism, the waters of panic, not going to get on the subway, I'm scared. It's everywhere, right? It's so insidious. Fear is so powerful. And Noah, whose name means rest, says, don't start the year afraid of the waters of chaos. They are really the waters that will birth a new, a new life, a new world. Just make sure that you've insulated the inside and the outside of your ark with kofar, with kapara, with forgiveness, atonement. Forgive the day, forgive the dream, forgive. And it's especially painful for me to say this this week because many of you might know and many of you probably don't that there was a horrible incident in the Jewish world this week that surrounded safe spaces and water around authority figures, two of them, one in particular who misused his power to see things, to abuse and to injure. And I'm not speaking to those who were injured in that way. This isn't a sermon or a, a message to them on the road to forgiveness that just began. I'm not prematurely asking anyone to forgive before they're ready. But for the rest of us, right, who might be ready to use forgiveness every day as a way of ending our days and beginning them, forgiving the day, forgiving our own hearts, forgiving our loved ones' hearts, this is the month of gestation. It's the quiet month. It's the month when you can be the ark. So I want to say to my two boys, who are making noise over there, 
I'm working hard in this quiet month because a lot of things are being born in this community. A lot of people are, are coming to, to rest in this ark and in the ark on Wednesday nights and so on. But I know what's most important. I haven't lost my eye. I know exactly what it is that needs to be done. And I want to bless all of you. I want to bless all of you that you can hold that. I want to bless all of you that you also can hold the space of the teva, the space of a sacred gestative period where you have asked for what you want and that you are coming to accept what it is that you have been given and working with it. That's the kind of community that we are. That's the kind of community that I think the world needs, each and every one of us, to hold the space for that kind of work. Amen. May it be so.